Eagles Entertainment. Everything that moves, I don't care who it is. Let's go. Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. Go. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. You are listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Brand Duffy. That's right of the day. We've got joint practice to react to as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast continues. I'm Fran Duffy, and as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 462. At the top of today's show, we've got Chalk Talk, where I chat with my friend Chris McPherson about what we saw on the practice field here in South Philadelphia. The Eagles just finishing up their second of two joint practices against the Cleveland Browns, a rematch from last year out in Berea, Ohio. C-Mac and I are going to trade what we saw from the practice fields here on both Monday and Tuesday. I had my eyes on the defense. C-Mac had his eyes on the offense. We'll share our thoughts here in this episode. Before we get there, as always, make sure you head on over to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Make sure you are subscribed to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast feed because you're going to have three episodes a week coming your way as soon as the regular season starts. Right now, we're about two episodes a week throughout the rest of the summer. Once the regular season hits, you don't want to miss our analysis every single week. Guys like Greg Cosell, Ross Tucker, and others are going to be on every Every single week here on the feed, make sure you stay subscribed. And if you've got questions or thought about this Eagles team, head on over, leave it in the comment box. We will answer it here in an upcoming episode. That said, let's get to our chat with C-Mac in Chalk Talk. Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk. All right, C-Max, so we're pretty much fresh off the field. We just finished our uh, practice notes article, uh, which will be on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. You can check out from the last two days. So if you want to get blow-by-blow blow for everything that C-Mac and I saw, that is the place to go. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com, check out our practice notes. But uh, we'll kind of go uh, back and forth and share some of our big takeaways here from joint practice the last couple of days. So I'll start with the offense. You mentioned at the top that you watched the defense yes. exclusively. I watched the offense. Which is, by the way, a little inside baseball. Like Typically, you and I, have when we've done these joint practices, it's like, oh, well, all right, you watch the offense, and then I'll watch the defense, <laughs> and then we'll switch, and then that way we've seen everything. I thought we were going back and forth yesterday before practice, and you're like, let's let's switch it up a little bit. That way we can each be masters of our own domain and have an, an idea of uh, you know what happened over the course of two days. I like that. I think the biggest thing was the offense rebounded from a tough session yeah. on Monday. The Browns' defensive line is big. You know, Miles Garrett didn't play a whole lot. He suffered a foot injury, did not do any of the team stuff on Tuesday. But Ogbo Okawonko, he was very good on free Monday. Free agent signing from Cleveland, or for Cleveland, yep. So Darius Smith, another trade acquisition, in. yeah. So he was very active both days, so... Uh, very, very good. And this is what you were looking for for the Eagles. I mean, Eagles have one of the best offensive lines in football. You're looking at the size of this Cleveland Brown unit. It's a scheme. You know, Jim Schwartz bringing that attack mentality. Um, they have a fast linebacker in Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa who can flow to the football. Very, very big in the secondary with both the cornerback and then the safeties. Look at the safeties, Thornhill and Grant Delpit. Um, so it's just a very big physical team all three levels of defense, and it was a great test, but I thought the Eagles did a great job of responding, and I think it really started in the individual and warm-up periods with head coach Nick Sirianni. He talked to the media before practice and said, look, the offense just couldn't get into a rhythm at all on Monday. Again, a lot of that, I think, was you know due to the, the Brown stout defensive front, but um, he brought a lot of energy, Sirianni did, 
in getting the guys revved up, you know, brought a lot of uh, energy, some enthusiasm, and you could just feel it out there on the practice field that the Eagles were much more ready and set to handle their business here on Tuesday. Yeah, I would say the uh, the urgency level for both teams kind of ramped up a little bit here on Tuesday. Uh, the heat did as well. That kind of followed yeah. suit. Um, you know, it was a, a hot and sticky day outside. And so we, we actually said, uh, as we were walking out of the practice field, uh, you saw it was like, oh, it's the, the temperature was, uh, you know, 89, a real feel in the high 90s. And I'm like, all right, after yesterday, uh, going the way that it did, I kind of think it's going to get a little bit, a little bit more urgent, a little bit more chippy at practice, and that definitely happened. It boiled up, but I thought it was a good energy practice on both sides uh, here on Tuesday, which was good to see. Like it was, um, you know, it was it was a good practice. I thought both teams got good work in both run game and pass game over these last two days. And I agree with your point that uh, that's just a, that's a big physical football team. You go position by position, and again, I was focused more on the uh, the Browns' offense. That's a that's a big team, and I remember the last time we talked about this with an opposing team uh, was the Baltimore Ravens coming to town a few years back uh, here in Philadelphia, and saying like, yeah, that's a big team. And you think of like the Pittsburgh Steelers; that's always a big physical team. Andrew Berry and the Browns they they have built that team to try and win that division and kind of you know mesh into that identity of the AFC North. And so uh, they give the Eagles good work uh, here these last two days. So um, all right, so you talked about how just the uh, the offense rebounded. Uh, what did you see? Because the receiver DB one on ones yesterday not today right nothing so, today no yeah, they no. opened it was seven on seven okay. okay and it was all red zone work okay Got it. Yeah, it was so that's high was red zone too. Yep. high red zone low red zone so it was red zone work throughout the day the opening period uh after a couple incomplete passes Hertz was trying to get the ball into the end zone uh he got going on an underneath pass to boston scott and then he had a nice pass in the back of the end zone dallas got it running left to right was able to get free uh, Hurts did a good job stepping to his right and being able to deliver the ball. And then A.J. Brown won on a quick slant uh, against cornerback Lorenzo Burns to cap off the first-team offense. So offense starting things, getting going early, starting to heat up there. And then Marcus Mariota continued the same. He hit uh, – it was Jack Stoll on a seam route uh, for a touchdown on the first pass. And then it was uh, Greg Ward who had the huge game on Saturday who was making plays – uh, during practice on Monday, he's, he's trying to find a way to stick onto this roster one way or another. And Dave Spadaro has a great column about Ward's, uh, you know, it's been here since 2017. Sure, yeah. You know, going from the Heisman finalist to uh, a quarterback to a wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, but he won on a quick slant. But credit Grant Calcaterra because he went in some pre-snaps motion to uh, clear out the space to open things up for Ward. But Ward did a good job catching the ball in traffic to cap off that seven-on-seven period for the Eagles offense. But just, again, after the struggles they had yesterday, it was good to get that foundation started so they can get on a roll later on in practice. It was tough trying to come up with an idea for how we were going to approach this podcast just because we had a couple of days worth of practice to recap and a lot of action, right? Because yeah. you know, uh, since we're not both watching the same thing, there's literally like twice the amount of football happening on the practice field. Can I ask you to look back at your notes just for the receiver DB one-on-ones yesterday? Because yes. I did the same thing watching uh, on the opposite side. And again, they didn't do the uh, receiver DB one-on-ones today, so it was just yesterday. Um, I thought in that drill, and that was early on, that was literally the first thing they first did thing. Uh, yep. on Monday, was one-on-one periods across the entire scope of the field. So you had the receivers going against the DBs on both sides, running backs and tight ends taking against the, going up against the linebackers and safeties, and then the O-line, D-line one-on-one for both sides. Um, and I, I think that, look, the Amari Cooper had a really good day in one-on-ones yesterday, uh, showed up. I mean, he's one of the better route runners in football, so you would expect him to do well uh, in that 
that period. But I thought the Eagles defense came back and had some really good reps as well. James Bradbury had some plays. Uh, Avante Maddox showed up a couple of times. Josh Job showed up a couple of times. So, um, you know, while the, the Browns receivers certainly were able to make plays, uh, the Eagles DBs uh, were able to follow suit as well. Uh, what were some of your takeaways from the one on one session yesterday? Uh, Denzel Ward was very impressive for the Browns. Right. Now, uh, Devontae Smith was able to win on a comeback route, but uh, Ward had a win against him during that session as well. Something we've seen throughout the course of training camp, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, mm. back shoulder fade, so tough to defend. We saw once again here in a one-on-one period, it was against Martin Emerson Jr., a big physical cornerback. Uh, the big win for the Eagles it was actually from Alameda Zacchaeus. Uh, he blew past Mike Ford, who I think previously was like a slot corner, but was yep. playing on the outside. Uh, streaked to the post and then broke toward the left sideline. He got 15 yards down the field. Uh, but something that kind of foreshadowed what happened today, in fact, Tyree Cleveland beat Lorenzo Burns on a post route. Uh, Marcus Mariota did a great job getting the ball uh, accurately to him. Those were the highlights from, from the Eagles. The, got it. the Browns, you know, this is goes back to how I said the seven-on-seven seven period really kind of set the tone for the offense today. I think the Browns got things going. I didn't get to see the O-line, D-line, one-on-ones. Right, the, yeah, you had to choose, yeah. Those other ones, you have to pick one. But uh, Browns defensive backs, I thought, held their own against very, very star-studded Eagles receiver group. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention from the one-on-one periods yesterday, and this was a theme the last two days, um, we saw Zach McPherson, who has been practicing, we talked about this uh, last week on the show, uh, has been practicing solely at slot corner here this summer. He has been getting, I would say, the majority of his work the last two days has been an outside corner. Now they've done a lot of shuffling. I should. They've done a little bit of shuffling on the back end because he's not the only one. James Bradbury has also been mixing in the slot uh, as well with the second team unit in nickel. Now what does that what does that mean for like the Denver? <laughs> like, I don't I don't know right, but it's been interesting and it wasn't just like oh like you know a guy motioned in and he followed him in like he he was working with the with that second team in the nickel so um you know obviously that flexibility is big now that you know you can talk about different packages where all right if you want to go with like a bigger nickel we saw Bradbury used in that way last year where he would be matched up on tight ends um you know can he be that for the Eagles defense I think that's big but I wanted to talk about McPherson because he made honestly the last two days he's made some good plays playing on the outside and that was again where he played his first couple of years here in Philadelphia in one-on-ones yesterday against an Olympic sprinter Olympic quality sprinter in Anthony Schwartz down the field McPherson played this perfectly it was a go ball down the right sideline uh, and he's hip to hip turns finds the football leaps up makes the play gets it on the ground outstanding play for a PBU and then in seven on sevens I believe it was this uh, today this afternoon uh, he makes a play in the back right corner of the end zone is like inches away from intercepting Deshaun Watson where he gets he almost gets both feet in. He only got one foot, according to the official. It was close. Uh, I can't tell whether it was two feet or not, but uh, the official said he only got one foot, so it was incomplete and not a pick. But uh, Zach McPherson showing up, making some plays on the outside. I thought that was notable. Yeah, I mean, this is a very deep cornerback group that the Eagles have. I mean, you look at the top and you're fixed there with James Bradbury, Darius Slay, and Devontae Maddox. Now, after that, I think a lot's up for grabs. Keeler Ringo's coming in a, in a fourth-round pick. He's made some plays this summer. But, you know, there's a lot of guys. Josh Job. we're going to talk about him, I would imagine, yeah. here later yeah. on in the podcast. But he had been the one that had been lining up exclusively pretty much after Bradbury and Slay on the outside, especially when Bradbury was sidelined for those couple days with the groin injury. So it made you wonder, and you brought this up before, Fran, was it they know what McPherson can do on the outside? and they're trying to get a more work inside to find out the depth behind sure. Maddox? Or is it maybe that 
Job has beaten out McPherson for that outside spot. So um, I think that still remains to be seen. But nonetheless, the Eagles know that he has that versatility that he can go inside and outside if need be, which is going to be huge for his position value. And now you have to add punt returner to the yeah. mix after what he did Saturday night in uh, in Baltimore. And, and keep in mind, new defensive coordinator and new defensive backs coach uh, for the Eagles. So, you know, the stuff that these guys have done in practice over the last couple of years, yes, of course, there's plenty of holdovers and plenty of crossover there. But uh, for the new DB coach and for the new defensive coordinator, uh, they want to be able to see what that guy can do both inside and outside. Uh, you mentioned the seven-on-session session. Seven session today um real quickly just because there's a little bit of a deja vu moment uh in today's seven on seven session uh defensively so yesterday uh zach cunningham who's been getting quality reps with both the twos and the ones depending on the package he's been one of those guys kind of mixing in right uh zach cunningham gets his uh hands on a football knocks it up in the air reed blanket ship picks it off goes the other way that happened on monday well fast forward to this afternoon on tuesday same exact thing happens. Zach Cunningham gets in the passing lane, a Deshaun Watson pass, knocks it up in the air. Reed Blankenship gets under it, scoops it up for an interception. He goes back the other way. Uh, Sidney Brown, who was on the field with the ones the last two days, working, work, again, mixing in with that first-team unit. Uh, a lot of rotation and a lot of different packages with the defensive back. So I think there's going to be a lot of combinations there in the secondary, which I'm very excited about. Um, so Sidney Brown, uh, he's on the field. He uh, blocks a, a, a – I believe it was a wide receiver. Or no, I believe it was Demetric Felton the running back, um, blocks him to the ground, uh, and then a little bit of a, uh, a it wasn't a, I wouldn't say a fight, it wasn't a Kerfuffle. fight. Uh, yeah, a little a hullabaloo uh, gets underway uh, there along the sideline, along the Eagles' sideline. Uh, breaks up pretty quickly. It wasn't anything too crazy, but I think, that, again, that kind of speaks to the fact that the, the urgency kind of got ratcheted up a little bit, and even in that period, like guys like Kayvon Wallace uh, who showed up, if Kayvon Wallace played the Browns uh, every single day in practice, I mean, he would be outstanding, because he showed up last year, remember last year in Berea? Yeah. Uh, uh, he had a great week of practice, or a great two days of practice, I should say, against the Browns. So uh, he showed up again today, was very violent, very urgent uh, overall, was making plays on ball carriers in the flat, uh, taking note from a lot of people on the sideline. So um, you know that that period overall was uh, was a good session uh, here today. It's funny you talk about Blankenship with the interceptions and another one later on in practice yeah, later that we'll on, yeah. get to. But uh, Darius Slay speaking to reporters after practice saying he was jealous of uh, Blankenship because Blankenship leads the defensive backs in interceptions uh, this summer. And Slay's like, they're not throwing my way a whole lot. He's only know. got the one. Yeah, he got the first one. He yeah. The first one Jalen Hurts. That's right. But it's like outside of that, you know, I need I need to catch up here. So he's happy for Reed and, and proud of how he's developed in his second year. But at the same time, Slay's like, I need to get mine at, at some point here. So, But the, the safety rotation is interesting. And – Seeing how Sidney Brown performed in the preseason opener. Nine tackles, led the team. Led the team, nine tackles. Same All with the second half uh, against the twos. All, yes. You know, yeah, you want to couch it. You want to couch it. But still, you see in that aggressiveness, you see that explosiveness, you know, brings a different different element to that, to that position. You're not surprised that he's kind of climbing the depth chart here and getting more looks with the first team unit. But I thought Kayvon Wallace was very sound in the game, too. I think Came he had, had five a really tackles. Good game. Yeah. yeah. Had a forced fumble, remember, in the two-minute drill. That's again, right. that, that bounces the other way, that's a huge turnover for the Eagles. So uh, I thought Kayvon had a really good day. Um, Sydney showed up. I mean, like, again, nine solo tackles all in the second half, led the team. But uh, what you saw was him doing it in a lot of different ways. He made plays from depth. He ran the alley. He had a play that was – outstanding show because that was a big question with him was what is the range could he play from depth you know what is he in like in coverage he was playing in the post safety it was a deep uh, throw to the far right sideline 
he read the throw. I want to say it was a uh, a Tyler Johnson or a, a uh, why can't I think of that? Uh, Huntley? Tyler Huntley. Thank you. Not yeah, not Pro Josh Bowl Johnson. quarterback. Yeah, Tyler Huntley uh, threw the ball to the far right sideline. He broke on it early and was out there so fast. It was an overthrow from Huntley. Uh, if it was an on target throw. He's either lighting up the receiver or he's making a play on the ball. Like he was there, so uh, really impressive. And he also made plays in the box as well, lined up close to the line of scrimmage. And so uh, I actually have a clip that's going to get posted up on my uh, my X page uh, in, the, yeah. in the next couple of the in the next day or so. So uh, keep an eye out for that. But I, I was impressed with Sidney Brown. For I would Saturday. also add kickoff return. He's the first guy down the field. Every, both, all, all three times, I think. Yeah, yeah. notable. So notable. that's that speed just just shows up. Yeah. Um, all right. So I actually misspoke. The uh, the pick that Blankenship had today was not in 7-on-7. Seven seven. That was an 11-on-11. Eleven eleven. I'm looking at my notes, and I'm like, no, Fran, what are you talking about? Uh, take us through the first 11-on-11 eleven eleven action here for uh, for you guys, for the so, offense today. So today, first, so again, they're in the high red zone at this point, okay. and Miles Garrett out with a foot injury. So I should note that from the, from the start. He was doing sprints in the end zone. I saw co- that, yeah. Yeah, doing some individual work, but you know nothing in terms of a team period. So uh, Jason Kelsey, a little bit of a scare at the end of practice. Yesterday. Um, Got nicked up. Uh, it was like literally the last play. Yep. You know, he walked up the field. He was fine, but he was back out there, and he was on a tear at the beginning of practice. He pulled in front for Jalen Hurts on uh, on a Hurts run on the opening snap. Uh, then the next snap, he forms a double team to create a lane for Kenneth Gainwell. Okay. Uh, basically, you saw the Eagles get back to the run game, okay? Mm-hmm. Look, one of the best rushing attacks. You have run game coordinator. Jeff Statlin is the offensive line coach. Uh, they just get to the run game. You saw a counter run with, with Boston Scott, and the only person who would have been able to stop him was uh, the defensive end, Okawonko, in space. Um, then we see Hertz getting going with the pass game. as has a quick out route to A.J. Brown. Uh, we see a little orbit motion from DeAndre Swift to kind of draw the defense there. Uh, but I thought one of the big plays was a Rashad Penny run up the middle. Okay. Josh Sills with the key block to uh, get things going there. What was that uh, rotation? Because you uh, you mentioned, so Jason Kelsey went down uh, late in practice on Tuesday, so on he, Monday, but he came back. He, he was, was fine. fine. So he's fine to say so. But Landon Dickerson, right. so let's go through the injuries. Landon, Dicker, Landon Dickerson was out with a foot injury today. Yep. Uh, so we saw Suo Peta with the first team. Majority of the snaps of the first team offense. Some Josh Sills did get in there a little bit, but primarily Sills was with the second team unit at left guard. So on on Monday after Dickerson, because Dickerson went down relatively early in practice. Yeah, right? it was at the first I, session I was. So I was only over there for that final session where the, both sides were there, and you, it saw it looked like it was a little bit of Sua and a little bit of Sills in that final session. Yeah. Was it more so? More Opeta. It was more Sua today because. Trying to track it, it was like early on it was Opeta. Saw a couple of flashes of Sills, but it seemed like his practice went on. And it wasn't a long practice today. Yep. Um, definitely seemed like Opeta was getting the majority okay. of reps Got there. It. So other other guys, um, Hassan Reddick has a thumb injury. He was out of practice today. Yep. Uh, Brandon both- Graham got all the first team reps there. Uh, the wide receivers, Quez and Covey, still sideline. Deion with the hamstring. still out. Yep. No. Deion King was back. Oh, back in. I was Deion big for King him. was okay. back. Very big. Yeah, okay. So he, he had a He had a – Touchdown at one point during practice. Oh, today. very so big was, for him. Okay, huge for him. So no, Deion Kane was back. I think Patrick Johnson with the ankle is the only other one. Who right. Yeah, did not practice sideline. today. He did not practice. All right. So uh, that's good. I didn't. I didn't realize that Deion Kane uh, was going on the other field. Okay. So that's big. Um, all right. So is that it from uh, that first team session? That's first team session. Okay. Yes. So um, for me in that team session, I mentioned the. Uh, the, uh, the the kerfuffle uh, mm-hmm. with the, yes. uh, the Reed Blankenship interception. Um, but we saw a few other uh, important plays here in that first team period. Uh, so we had a completion from Deshaun Watson and David Njoku to start the drill. Uh, but then after that, 
it was really kind of like all Eagles defense from that point. Fletcher Cox got into the backfield uh, and forced a Nick Chubb run back inside. Uh, I thought Fletcher Cox was really, really good overall uh, these last two days and often getting matched up against Wyatt Teller inside uh, the right guard from the, uh, the from the Cleveland Browns. Um, and then Christian Ellis showed up a number of times. Today. So uh, it was after the, the, the scuffle, right? Mm-hmm. So they come back out. Very next play, um, uh, it's a run to the left-hand side, and Christian Ellis comes flying into the backfield for a TFL. Kayvon Wallace, he got, so he forces the running back to like bounce it outside. It would have been a tackle, right? But yeah. the running back's finishing the play. That's where Kayvon like comes up and like emphatically finishes him along the sideline. And it's like, okay, like, you know, there, there's a nice finish there. Um, but there were a few reps in this game. I want to talk, just go back to Fletcher Cox uh, on today where you could just kind of see like line of scrimmage changed, Fletcher Cox making a play or run coming up the middle, Fletcher Cox like right there. He he had a really good day of practice, I thought. Fletcher That's Cox. great to say. And I feel like he's been good consistently throughout training camp yep. practice. I it, agree. Does it help having all these uh, the young guys come up around you yes. with Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter? You know, uh, being able to. But the thing is, and what's great about Jalen Carter's situation is he doesn't. He's not going to be forced into. He doesn't have to be have to have a huge role right away because you have guys like. Fletcher Cox yep. here to kind of set the tone. The, and the overall, like the defensive line, that was a theme for me yesterday. Uh, and for our, our listeners, the way that they split the fields up, the Eagles defense and the Browns offense, they worked on the middle field, which means as the media, you are watching from the far end zone. So it was tough to be able to kind of consistently get a gauge of exactly what was happening and who was getting home. But the Eagles defense had a bunch of sacks yesterday uh, on, on Monday, and, and that carried through to today as well. Um, some of them, like, there was, like, collisions on Deshaun Watson, too. And the good thing about that, again, this kind of goes back to, like, they were spirited practices, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't get, like, maliciously, like, chippy. Like, after, like, Deshaun, Deshaun got his hand hit, like, four times in the last two days uh, when he was dropping back to throw. Like, strip sacks, ball coming out, uh, and no one, there was no, like, pushing and shoving after. There was a play late in the day on the final team period uh, on Monday where Nolan Smith was thrown. Uh, he was running. He was, like, looping inside, it looked like, or he was rushing inside, and the guard kind of, like, chopped his hands down and threw him right at Deshaun's knees, and Deshaun went down hard, uh, but the, there was, like, nothing. I kind of expected, oh, here we go, like, something's going to happen. Uh, and everybody kind of came up, and thankfully Deshaun Watson was okay from that standpoint. But, um, no, it was uh, it was the defensive line really, really active these two days against a good offensive front for Cleveland. The one injury they had early in early in the, the session on Monday, Jack Driscoll, the right tackle, or not Jack, 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 uh, Jack Conklin, Conklin, the right yeah. tackle. Uh, also right tackle. Yes. yes, exactly. Jack Conklin uh, left practice. He came back but did not play today. So they had James Houston, who's their swing tackle. He okay. was at right tackle today. But still, very. I, I think when you talk to people who rank the offensive lines, the Browns are one of the top. You're so, yeah. looking at two yep. of the best yep. right here. So it's great to see the Eagles defensive front for, you know, coming back. 70 sacks last season, you know, you lose a Javon Hargrave. How is this how is this pass rush going to uh respond? You have a new defensive coordinator. It looks like they're up to their old tricks for the most part here. All right, so uh let's go to the second team period of the day today. All right, so we're going low red zone here, so it basically plays closer to the goal line here. So I thought the the big takeaway was Jalen Hurts' ball skills and how he's able to fake out defenders from early on he had a handoff to uh, Kenneth Gaywell, and Zadarius Smith rushed up thinking Jalen Hurts still had the football, and Smith looks behind him and sees Gainwell fill, you know, filling the void where Smith mm-hmm. was, scooting right by to get up, up the field. 
Um, we saw a shovel pass from Hurts to DeAndre Swift, who you know went in quick motion, and while he was in motion, snapped to Hurts, a little quick little shovel to to uh, Swift, just trying to find different ways to get him involved in the passing game. How about uh, how about his second run the other night uh, against the, oh, the Baltimore geez. Ravens? So second carry goes 22 yards. 22 yards, longest uh, rush of the evening for for the Eagles. Great stop-start quickness in the backfield, makes the first man miss. Uh, Tyler Steen, by the way, on the backside of that outstanding movement on the double team, but Swift getting up to the second level, uh, makes that first man miss, and then finishes on the safety. Uh, outstanding run. It shows physicality. Yeah. That's the other thing you're, you're happy to see yep. with him. So. So just un- uncanny what you saw there from from Swift. And notice he was done for the night after that. that was it was it. like, yep, yep, we saw what we needed yep. to see. So we're good there. So um, trying to think of other highlights here. Again, a couple other times, Sam Kamara, uh, reserve defensive end for the Browns, got fooled by the by the ball fakes from Hurts on back-to-back plays. Got okay. So, I mean, that's, you know, there's something that you see from guys who are used to running uh, these RPOs. But that's – it's interesting how – you have to have the chemistry with the running back because he's doing this with Rashad Penny and new running back. You know, you have to have that feel for when is the right time to give, when are you taking? Um, But it seems like that from a chemistry standpoint, they've been working well from that standpoint. So those are the highlights from the first team offense. Um, I will say on the the second time, it was the last rep of the series for Hertz when he fooled Kamara. He, you know, had plenty of time in, in the pocket and was able to calmly def- deliver the ball to Devontae Smith for uh, it was a five yard touchdown. Um, then Marcus Mariota, this is the uh, Deion Kane touchdown. Marcus okay. Mariota, he finishes off, rolls to his right, pump fakes, and uh, Deion Kane is streaking left to right in the end zone. A little tight window throw. Uh, Kane comes up with it. Uh, good thing for him because he was doing well early in That's camp. That's what I was just going to say. Catching everything coming his way, but. You know, guys like Tyree Cleveland has made, made a bunch of plays, was uh, I think at five catches, 68 yards, I want to say, in the game on Saturday. Had a couple big plays here in practice uh, on Tuesday. You know, those those reserve spots, you know, behind the top three and was the case. It's it's going to be a battle here in these last couple of preseason games. Yeah, Kane, I mean, look, he's, he re-signed with the team just before camp started, right, and then showed right. up and, and picked up right where he left off because he was with the team most of last year uh, and had a good camp last summer. So this is a guy that if he can come back healthy and start stringing together days here on the on the back stretch, uh, that would be big, no no question, for Deion Kane, especially with the injuries to Quez Watkins and Britton Covey. Like, there are reps to be had there yeah. uh, at wide receiver. Devin Allen uh, back in the lineup he's as well. So he's, well. he's a full go, right? Did he, did yes, he do, did full he do go. He was in team. Today? He was team. Um, nothing really really stood out, but okay. I mean you're seeing you're seeing him back out there in, in the team periods at this point. So. All right, so let me take you through my notes on the, the second team period. Uh, it's 11 on 11 action, and this is one of those plays that I was talking about earlier where you it's tough to tell like exactly what happened from our vantage point. All I know is it was a, a party at the quarterback because Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, and Fletcher Cox all got to Watson at the same time, and the ball popped up in the air. I don't know if Sweat got home with like his inside arm and swatted it up. It could have been BG coming off the, the offensive right side, or it could have been uh, Cox like up the middle. He bull rushes the right guard. One of the three got there and swatted the ball out, and it was a sack fumble that went over to the right side. So uh, you know, just more of the same um, from that group. A couple plays later, though, C-Mac, low red zone, just like uh, you mentioned. Low red zone. Uh, Jalen Carter is lined up as the right defensive tackle. I'm on the right side of the end zone. So he is like, I don't know, 20, 20 yards away, 15 yards away from me. And all I see at the snap is Joel Petonio go up in the air and end up on his back. And so I don't even see 
what happened on the play. Like, I literally don't have, if it was incomplete, complete, like anything. I look at my notes, no idea. All I saw was Joel Batonio go flying, and I said, and then the jersey that goes uh, right past him was 98. It was Jalen Carter. Uh, wow. So I was like, wow, like unbelievable power uh, on the play. So you get the first step quickness. He gets home. Uh, again, I, the ball was thrown. I just saw the bull rush and said, like, holy smokes, you know, and uh, I broke down his play, uh, the 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 uh, disruption, the pressure on, on the quarterback there. <laughs> Which one of the two? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's the thing. He was on there on the field for two plays uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. The first was that third down play uh, where he gets home and he pressures the quarterback. And, uh, you know, we, I broke that play down for the postgame show and then broke it down again. That's up on my on my I'm going to keep saying Twitter page. I feel yeah. ridiculous saying it. my ex page. Uh, my Twitter so, so page. You say your ex's yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so, you know, yeah. Yes, so he made that play early. His second snap was that long Justice Hill run, and mm-hmm. he had really good pursuit on that play. He did a really nice job chasing from the backside. So, uh, you know, two good, like two uh, positive plays, in my opinion, for Jalen Carter uh, from Saturday night. But um, yeah, to see that explosiveness, that bull rush uh, against a good player in Joel Batonio, that was really, really impressive. So, as we get to the latter part here of practice, this was a fun session, okay? And this is where the Eagles just flat out dominate. So take us through the, the rules of engagement All right, here. So what, what we we're looking at like 45 seconds left. Yep. Ball's at the 25. The t- offense is down eight points. So yep. you got to get a touchdown and a two-point conversion. And there are four sessions. It was ones versus ones, Eagles offense, Browns defense, one versus ones, Brown offense. And then we go same thing with the twos. With the twos. Two, yep. two v two. Which, by the way, again, this is why teams don't. After these joint practices, you typically don't see starters and even like key backups in preseason games, is because you can orchestrate these kind of situations in non non live settings. So that the, the kind of setting the table here. So we're gonna go first team offense for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts goes for the kill right away. Goes down the right sideline for AJ Brown. Right. Yep. Uh, I think it was Martin Emerson. Again, big physical corner. You're, you're talking about guys who didn't really know much about. I would put him up in the category okay. of, you know, he was right up there for the challenge. Great Egg Bowl fish. matchup, by the way, uh, since uh, he is a Mississippi State corner. There He's a big go. Mississippi State corner, productive player the last couple of years. And A.J. Uh, Brown. And A.J. Yep. Brown, Ole Miss. Go ahead. Good. good. <laughs> um but there was a flag on the on, on the on the field. Was it? It didn't look like it was on the throw. But basically, there was a, there was a flag. So they restart. It's first down. Um, couple couple incompletions. Um, a short pass. So basically, the Eagles were now looking at fourth and seven from the seventeen. Okay, and Jalen Hurts takes a snap of the shotgun. AJ Brown to the right. He's just on a sit route, just past the sticks. Well. Hurts has time in the pocket. He sees Brown and just points. It says go, go deep. Mm. And Brown turns, heads to the back back corner. Hurts just lofts it up over, and uh, safety's not able to get over time. The corner is beat and a uh, perfectly t- uh, perfect touch on the ball, and uh, you know over the shoulder to Brown for the TD. And then so we're coming on the two point conversion, okay? And uh, Owusu Koromoa, pretty much I think just fired. For, Picked a picked a hole and fired and just picked the wrong one. Uh, Eagles execute pair of double teams on both sides and okay. uh, Gainwell is able to carry Sneak it in through. for for the uh, two point conversion to uh, you know get the win tie the drill, which, yeah, which is the win the, yeah. you're winning the drill there for for the Eagles. So that was the first team offense 
uh, getting on the board there. All right, so then the the defense comes out into the field. Again, same scenario, 45 seconds left. Got to have it situation. Uh, and they pick up right where they left off. Josh Sweat runs right through the left tackle, uh, Jedrick Wills, who um, I thought was kind of up and down, a, a little bit less than I thought You know, from from Wills. I know he's coming off the ACL. He missed most uh, of last year. He was struggling in camp. Well, yeah, oh, was he really? Okay, so that, that matches up. Um, but Sweat goes right by Wills, swats the ball out of Watson's hands for a would-be strip sack. Um, so, the, you know, the, now they keep playing it through just to uh to, so the very next play uh Watson it's a sack it's like a it's one of those like in training camp like it's probably going that's blown down as a sack who knows with Watson if he's able to get out of it all I'll say is when he stepped up and tried to escape Jordan Davis got one paw on him as he was trying to get through now if Davis is going full board does he get more of them it's one of those so I I my notes I just write down like sack scramble either way coverage was really tight Watson had nowhere to go with the football and was forced to try and escape the pocket so nice job there from the Eagles secondary um a few plays later they get down into the low red zone because there's a couple completions to move the ball Reed Blankenship makes a great play back at the end zone it's a seam ball down the left left seam intended for the tight end Jordan Akins uh Blankenship's all over it steps in front of it picks it off defense goes nuts so you get an interception in the end zone Blankenship, by the way, outstanding celebration. He's down on his knees, and then he gets up, and he puts the ball through his legs a couple times, like a little crossover, oh. and then goes with the uh, the layup into the ghost net. Very nice celebration there <laughs> from Reed Blankenship. Um, but, yeah, it was a uh, outstanding play. And, again, to your point earlier, Slay's point, uh, leads the team in picks here this summer. Yeah, so another big play there by Blankenship. So second-team offense comes out. Uh, Mark Mario, a couple incompletions to start and a short five-yard pass to Grant Calcaterra. So all of a sudden, quickly – Brown's in perfect position, fourth and five, 20-yard line. Uh, but Mariota didn't sh- hold back, wasn't gun-shy whatsoever. He goes to Tyree Cleveland on a fade route down the left sideline. Just perfect touch on it, and it's along the Eagle sideline. So it went nuts. So Cleveland Cleveland hauls it in, beats the cornerback Lorenzo Burned, and the entire Eagle sideline comes over to congratulate him. Uh, dapping him up and hyping him up there. No great celebration from uh, Cleveland himself. But again, you still need the two-point conversion. Yes. So they call the sprint out. Mariota rolls right. Uh, Cleveland was in motion before the snap. And uh, forget I forget who it was. Maybe Joseph Ngata caused a little bit of interference there to get Cleveland free. But, um, but Cleveland was able to beat his man to the sideline. Wide open. Mariota gets it to him. And uh, – you know, two for two for the offense in terms of touchdowns and the two-point conversions. So how does the defense respond? Second-team defense comes out into the field going up against the Browns. Uh, rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson from UCLA, he is the quarterback in the situation for the Browns, and he's not messing around with this pass rush. C-Mac, he's getting the ball out, three straight completions. Like, he hits the top of his drop, ball is out. Running back, tight end, wide receiver, bam, bam, bam. So now it's the fourth play. Robinson steps back, and he wants to target Cedric Tillman, who – if I were to, see, if you were to ask me, like, oh, who's one Browns player that kind of caught your eye that you weren't expecting to? Um, not that I wasn't expecting him to, because I, I like Tillman coming out of Tennessee, but he the, he made a lot of plays with the first team, with the second team, against some good corners for the Eagles. Like it, he showed up uh, in a big way. So Cedric Tillman is a guy I think might make some plays for the Browns this year. Um, but they went in his direction. Josh Job had eyes on this throw from the jump. He was playing off coverage, it looked like. Uh, it's a, a fade down the left sideline, back corner of the end zone, and Job just goes up in the air, skies it, and comes down with it, climbs the ladder, makes the play, and again, the defense goes nuts uh, on that side. So what's funny about this is Slade talks about this play after practice. Okay. And he said, I am so happy <laughs> because Josh Job has the worst hands in the defensive <laughs> back room. <laughs> 
That's he's, outstanding. It's like one of those backhanded compliments. But, but Slay, Slay was just like, I felt like I gave him my hands on that play so that he could bring in the ball. <laughs> he has worked so hard at this. But um, but no, it, it was Slay was like, oh, I felt like a proud dad uh, watching it unfold. But again, Job has risen to the challenge. And during that time that Bradbury was sidelined, Josh Job was the guy. Yeah. He was your your C, you know, your CB one on the outside, opposite of, of Slay. So, which by the way, when they've been moving Bradbury inside to the slot, we've seen Job on the outside in those situations. So, uh, again, like uh, you're trying to tinker, you're trying to figure out different. It's the same thing the Eagles do along the offensive line. Yeah, you're seeing them do it in the secondary. This is not. This does not mean necessarily like, oh man, like what? What? This is going to change the starting cornerback rotation. But it's just having an understanding of what flexibility do you have when you're whittling this roster down to 53. What are the different combinations you can use down the line if you get to that? Point? It could also be if you have an injury situation. Right. Exactly. What, what exactly. do you want to do? Yep. That's the other thing you want to take coming out of this. So, um, but no, Eagles four for four and get the decisive win over the Browns. They, the Brown, the Eagles win the joint practice yes. over the Browns. Uh, certainly uh, on, Tuesday. on Tuesday afternoon. Definitely on Tuesday. Uh, we'll see, Mac. This has been great. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. And we'll uh, we'll do the same thing next week, I guess, for uh, Colts and, and Eagles next week here at, uh, at the NovaCare Complex. Is it one or two practices? Just one. It's just it's one. One, it's one joint practice. Yes. Okay, so uh, we'll break down that practice uh, right here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be back uh, on Thursday night. The Eagles play the Cleveland Browns. It'll be uh, on Thursday night at Lincoln Financial Field. Afterwards, we'll do it again where we post the post-game show uh, right here on the feed. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll talk to you later this week right here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast.